Welcome to the Housing Matters Podcast, brought to you by the California Association of Realtors and the Center for California Real Estate. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another Housing Matters Podcast. My name is Oscar Way. I'm a senior economist at the California Association of Realtors. It's been a while since we last, um, I guess, go online and talk to you guys. So, Hopefully everything's going on well for everyone and um, today I'm actually joined by our senior research analyst, Samantha. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Oscar. How are you? I am good. I'm very glad to have you join us uh, today. Um, Our deputy chief economist, uh, Jordan Levine, is not available today, so we're going to talk a little bit differently this time. Normally, we talk about economics, we talk about housing market today. We want to bring Samantha in to talk about some consumer research. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about the consumer polls that we've been doing, as well as our big consumer survey. That's great, because we do a lot of, I know uh, many of you probably have seen a lot of our economic and housing markets update stuff, some of the numbers that we have published, uh, and many of our research actually are based on the uh, consumer research that Samantha does, and uh, we have a lot of research you just uh, published a report uh, a few months ago on consumer right. research. We'll put a plug in on that later on. But on top of that, we have a lot of infographics, a lot of um, Google polls and stuff like that. I'm sure you'll go into it a little bit further later on. Absolutely. Um, but before we get into the consumer research stuff, I can't avoid um, talking about the latest housing market update. So bear with me. Maybe... Uh, We can talk for um, a few minutes about the housing market update. Sure. Okay, great. Um, I know many of you may have attended the uh, webinar that we normally do right after our press release. I'm going to go over some of the results that we have uh, from the May housing market sales and price report, and hopefully that will give you some idea of what's going on with the market right now to give you an idea of uh, where the market is going, and hopefully give you some insights of uh, how we will behave in the next couple months or so in the housing market. So um, I, well, I guess one word to wrap it up is uh, we're seeing some improvement. I mean, it's more than one word. <laughs> um, but uh, it depends on how you look at it. Uh, based on sales and price, we're seeing some um, good signs, um, partly because you know of interest rate. So let's take a look at sales first. Sales, we are seeing some um, improvement from previous month, but from a year-over-year standpoint, we're still actually declined from last year. Last year, um, it was um, uh, we're a little bit below last year by only 0.6% on a year-over-year basis, which is not too bad, huh? No. Um, but the the another sign of encouragement is that it's been 10 months since we actually surpassed the 400,000 benchmark, and May was the first month that we actually surpassed that benchmark. Not a bad thing. Um, of course, you put things into perspective. Last May, May 9, uh, 2018, was not a particularly good month because it was also the uh, first month that we started seeing some uh, sales decline. And it started off the uh, decline for you know 12 months or so. So, I mean, we are comparing to a sort of a soft market uh, at the time, but hey, we'll take it. You know, it's... <laughs> It's a soft decline compared to last year, but uh, it's an improvement compared to what we saw earlier. Earlier part of the year, 
we had what a double-digit decline in sales, right? That's right. So this is good. Uh, at the same time, we're also seeing some um, improvement, and uh, I wouldn't say necessarily say improvement. We continue to see some growth in prices uh, in home prices at the statewide level for California. The uh, we we set another record high. And and you know I don't know whether you remember Samantha last year in May we also surpassed its previous peak. I do remember that. Um, that was what about six hundred thousand. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, but this year, yeah, we have a slight increase from last year. It's actually set a new record uh, peak price at six hundred eleven thousand, uh, which is not um, a small number. No, not at all. <laughs> now, from the homeowner's perspective, great. Hey. You know, I'm getting equity for my house, but from the standpoint of the buyers, it may be you know a little tough, especially since you know we affordability has always been an issue. Right. But what saved them, I think, is partly because of um, the um, interest rates. Yeah. Um, we started seeing some decline in interest rates um, since the beginning of the year, and I don't know whether you have been doing any research on interest rates right now. You know, we did. We actually polled consumers. Um, we asked them uh, if the raise, the rising interest rates uh, would change their thoughts on homeownership, and we had over half that said that it would. So this was wow. a poll that we did in January, um, and we surveyed um, just a quick poll of consumers. So consumers are um, are noticing. That's great. I mean, you know, it's good to, to, to um, realize that uh, many of the buyers – you know, in the uh, current market conditions, that lower interest rates will encourage them to uh, come into the market and, and start buying. And we did have um, pretty low interest rate below 4% right now. Right. Um, whether right. that is going to continue or not, it's hard to say. Uh, but it's good to see that, you know, consumers are very interested in lower interest rates. Right. Yeah. It definitely is enticing them. That's good. At the same time, of course, um, I think we need to know. Um, depending on whether they're first-time buyers or repeat buyers, you know, um, different buyers may be, um, you know, interested in interest rate at a different level. So maybe yeah. you can give us a little bit of information about the buyer's profile. Sure. So uh, we spoke to a variety of different buyers. Um, our buyers, a lot of them were millennials, um, but we did speak to buyers of all generations. We had a median age of about 35 um, and we had um, an almost equal representation between men and males and females, um, and a good variety of different ethnicities as well. Um, we talked to buyers who were married, buyers who were single, um, buyers who were in all different types of, of relationships, um, as well as those who um, have bachelors and higher degrees and, and those that don't, um, those that were born in America, those that weren't. So we just tried to make sure we spoke to everybody buyers of all types okay okay and um that's good i mean it's good that we are covering you know a lot of different bases and i know um different buyers have different um uh, perception of the market they may sure. be um ha they may have different perception of home ownership but i i would think you know many of these buyers you know if they're interested in buying um they're probably valuing home ownership uh, quite a bit they are and um you know we'll one of the things we've been focusing on is um, the finance, like the finance around homeownership. Mm -hmm. um, so we talked to buyers about some financial challenges that they may be um, experiencing. 
or that maybe they're not experiencing. So one of the things that we um, spoke to buyers about in our February consumer poll is we asked, um, is affording homeownership a financial challenge for you? Um, we did have about half, a little over half that said it is a financial challenge. And that was some who said that it's a financial challenge because the down payment is too high. Some said the monthly payments are too high. And some said, yeah, both the down payment and the monthly payment is too high. Um, that said, though, we do have um, a little under half that say, no, I have no challenge. I mean, I would expect, you know, uh, many people to different degrees say, you know, there will be some challenges um, because, look, you know, we are at a home prices at the state level at 600000 Right. So a let's say if it's a 20% down payment, we're looking at a, you know, somewhere around one hundred twenty. You know, over a hundred thousand um, down payment, not a small amount. Right, and so what we're seeing is buyers are saving. So we have um, buyers saving for a median of five years, which is you know it's oh, a good chunk wow. of time for them to be saving. Um, and there are some who buy quickly, but we have over eighty percent who said that they save for longer than a year. Absolutely, I mean, I would assume so. You know, yeah, you know, to save that much money, um, you need definitely need to uh, save you know, a few years, five years actually. For a lot of people, is a long time, but right. you know, to save that much money, I right. think uh, you know it's it's necessary. Yeah, they need the time. Um, they're also obtaining financing. So, nearly three quarters of buyers are obtaining financing, and that is especially true for the younger buyers. The younger, the younger they are, the more likely they are to obtain financing as opposed to paying for a house in all cash. And you know, like you said, they're expensive. It's expensive housing. It's it's not a surprise, but I also think I know. You know, we don't we may not have the research here, but I would think many of the uh, younger buyers, millennials, for example, they could be living in, let's say, in a Bay Area, um, an right. area that that is uh, concentrated with a lot of tech companies. And if they're interested in buying and if they're interested in buying in those areas, it's possible that they may have to save a little bit longer and um, a little bit more. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, another thing that we found that was interesting was we asked about the buying process, which part needs the most improvement, and buyers said that mortgage financing was oh. was the one that needed the most improvement. So it's you know it is interesting because we're seeing so many buyers that need financing, but they're having a tough time with it. Got it. I mean, I'm I'm not surprised um, with um, you know let's say you you come into market or come into um, after college, you just started um, building up your credit. Right. It's it's definitely a challenge, you know, for many of the millennials, but you know, uh, not just for millennials, but for many right. home buyers, um, it takes a little bit of time. Right. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we talked about was, you know, different options that buyers had um, if financing was maybe an issue for them. Uh -huh. um, so we asked some buyers, you know, where were you living before you bought your home, and we saw a big chunk of millennials that say that they lived with their parents and that's likely because they needed to save. Really? So they were staying, yeah, they were staying with their parents longer in order to save for a home for themselves. And so. I think we might have seen, you know, some of these before, um, even though it's not a topic that we want to talk about, of course, uh, some of the, um, student loan issues, right. uh, could be things that, um, that's hinder, you know, some of those younger generations to get into the market. Um, and I'm not surprised to see many of them living with their uh, parents or living with their um, dad and mom uh, before and to save enough to right. go back into uh, the housing market uh, to see if they can buy a home. 
right? Because on the other end of the spectrum, there are people who are renting. Um, we, we surveyed some prospective buyers as well. And what we found there was that the younger generations, the millennials, uh-huh. are spending about half of their income on housing. So if they're spending that much on renting, you know, they're having a little bit of a harder time saving because That's they're spending true. it. That's true. I know we don't have the, again, we don't have the numbers here, but, um, you know, we're, could be talking about rent, uh, in the Bay area, for right. example, at like what, 3,000, $4,000, sure. even for the Southern California, it could be what, um, couple thousand dollars. And if you're splitting with your roommates, still it's a hefty amount. Right. Right. Um, and so because of that, we are seeing, um, some out migration. So that's something we surveyed. Oh, okay. We surveyed consumers on as well. Um, we asked consumers, um, would you be willing to move out of California to achieve homeownership? And, you know, we did have 40% that say that they, they would be willing to move out of the state. Some of them said, you know, yes, but I haven't really thought about it. While others said, yeah, and I'm actively, I'm actively doing so, considering doing so. Um, so, you know, those seem to be the three different options that um, those who are having trouble with financing is, you know, they're either living with their parents longer, they're considering moving out of state, or they are ending up spending more than they would like to be on rent. So, okay. Now, and I know, um, we don't have the slides, but, um, you know, we have put together some slides before, um, to show people that, you know, there are people out migrate, of course, and typically we're talking about people out migrating to other states. Correct. Um, we also have seen, you know, people out migrating out of, you know, their county. Right. So, yeah. I mean, for example, for people who live in L.A. or Orange County, right. if they cannot afford to live in L.A. and Orange County, they move to Riverside, right. San Bernardino. Absolutely. And then if they cannot afford to live in um, the state overall, I mean, there are some other states like um, Nevada, like Las Vegas, that they right. move into. It's an inconvenience, absolutely. And, of course, the housing affordability continues to be an issue that I think we definitely need to uh, address from time to time. Given that right now we do have interest rate at a lower level, but still, uh, home prices continue to increase. So I think uh, our migration is a problem that we need to uh, tackle um, and continue to face. Right. Absolutely. Um, but we, you know, we also wanted to talk to consumers about what they think is going to happen looking ahead um, into the next year or so. And so we asked. Oh, OK. Yeah, we asked, um, have you heard that prices are going to fall? Um, and we had about 80% that said no. And then we said, do you believe prices are going to fall? And again, about 80% said no. So consumers are are under the impression that prices are going to be um, about where they are now or potentially go rise, um, but they don't believe they're going to fall in the next wow. year. Well, of course, it's a little different from you know our perspective. We do believe that uh, home prices are softening up a little bit. But right. of course, when, we, when you look at consumers' perspective, it's, I can understand why some consumers might have that kind of perspective, you know, for a lot of different reasons. You know, home prices have been uh, slow uh, growing, even though right now we're growing at a, a slow rate. Right. Uh, two, three, four percent uh, as compared to eight or nine percent what, that what we had about a year ago. But I can understand consumers. Uh, it's a little tough, you know, when they continue to see that, OK, home prices are not slowing down and right. home prices are. Um, still at a high level. And, and in fact, you know, we just hit the record high level. Right. So I can understand, you know, when they are being surveyed that they think it's going to be uh, a little bit um, tough. But yeah. I can uh, I can say 
that now based on the research that you have done, <laughs> you know, not just the consumer research. Right. Um, well, tell me, you know, do you think home prices are going to kind of stabilize or slow down? What What is your take on it? Um, you know, I I think prices are going to level out. That's what we uh, we've been seeing in in our forecasts around here. Um, as someone who is currently renting and potentially looking to buy, you know, if prices fell a little bit, wouldn't be the worst thing on my end. However, I, I know we're talking about it leveling out. I think we are see, going to see some stabilizing in terms of price. I mean, um, we're still seeing small growth. Don't take me wrong right now for the rest of the year. Most likely we will see at least in the next couple of months or so some slow growth. And then we may taper off a little bit. Um, and then at the same time, I think uh, interest rate work in your favor as well. Right. Um, right. So affordability probably will improve slightly uh, in the second half of the year and maybe upcoming year. But um, as far as price continue to go up significantly, uh, it might be, it might, I wouldn't necessarily say it, it will. Um, you know, of course, with interest rate possibly going even further down, there's a chance. But I do see that, you know, that prices are kind of stabling. Stable, leveling off or stabilizing a little bit in the next uh, few months or maybe in the upcoming year or so. Right. And, you know, it is the number one thing that um, consumers say is the most important factor in their decision is oh, price. Is price. Yeah. So, you know, that the fact that it uh, buyers may not be feeling as confident, they're thinking it will not fall and we're saying that, you know, it'll level off, you know, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I think I think, you know, it is definitely a factor. Um, other than interest rates. I think the bottom line, uh, a lot of time we say the bottom line is the mortgage payment, right. you know, how much they pay on a monthly basis. But interest rate plays a role and uh, more, uh, the home prices play a role. And, of course, there are other personal factors that they may not have set here as the number one factor. Absolutely. Um, you know, family, formations, and all that stuff. Uh, but I think it's safe to say, you know, people are concerned about um, home prices because they are they feel like, you know, home ownership is very, very important, especially for home buyers. Yeah, you know, I do want to end on a positive note. And I want to uh, just say that we asked buyers how they felt about home ownership and how important it was to them. And we had over 80% that said it's either very or extremely important. So buyers still think home ownership is important. Even those uh, who are renting currently, they are, they also say that home ownership is important to them. So Definitely, people still feel homeownership is important, um, regardless of, of if it's a price that they may not be able to afford at uh -huh. this time. It is something that's important to them, and that's why they're making those decisions like to live at, at with their parents so that they can save and buy a home of their own. Absolutely, and I we be, I believe we had a uh, we we have a uh, an article written on homeownership. And the importance of home ownership just recently. I believe so. Uh, and it was posted. It's written by our deputy chief economist, yep. Jordan Levine. And I believe that is posted on the CR website in the as a market snapshot. So take a look at it, and you'll understand the importance of home ownership, and definitely share that information with uh, your clients as well. Now, Samantha, I know you have done a lot of research, consumer research, and you mentioned you know a lot of those are Google poll related stuff. Yes. Maybe. Um, you can give us a little bit of information about you know how often we do this and where you can find some of those information. Sure. So we are doing these monthly polls. Um, we are just doing some quick questions for consumers in California, um, things that how they're feeling about the market, how they're feeling about you know everything related to real estate. So uh -huh. we're doing it each month and. 
we're making them into nice infographics that can okay. be uh, downloaded from the infographics section of the CAR website and can be shared to uh, your prospective buyers and your buyers. That's so. good. I mean, in- infographics is great, you know, to share. Um, and you can copy and paste and put yeah. things into um, social media, email. email, yeah, wherever wherever is best, yeah. And I know you um, and I are working on a report uh, on a uh, uh, on a research on consumer research. We did that last year as well. We did. Um, and uh, this year we probably will have another one coming out. The results will probably be released somewhere around September yep. or so. They'll be coming this fall. Absolutely. Yeah. But before people can get their hands on this year's, they may want to take a look at last year's. Um, and we yes. have those reports and PowerPoint on our website as well. Right? Yes, they are on our website. Um, it was the React report, which was our consumer report. Great. Yes. And uh, it's not only the PDF version. Um, do we have any uh, infographics on that as well? We do. We have an infographic on each of the four big groups we looked at, which were buyers, sellers, homeowners, and renters. So those are also under infographics on the website. Perfect. I know we touched upon... Um, Buyers, we touched a little bit upon uh, renters, and but if you're interested in buyers and if you're interested in homeowners, you know, take a look at those survey results on our yep. website. Take a look at those um, infographics on our website, um, and um, we certainly will revisit those topic when the um, this year's results, 2019 results, yes. come out in a couple months or so, three months or so. Um, so it's definitely. I can say for certain that we will invite you back to talk about the consumer research. That's great. Maybe uh, sometime in the fall. Yeah, I would love to. Great. I would love to come tell you all. Perfect. Well, thank you for uh, thank you, Samantha, for coming up uh, to talk about the consumer research, and thank you everyone for listening to our Housing Matters podcast. I know this time again it's a little different, but hopefully we were able to give you some good information on consumer research, a little bit update on a housing market update, and. Um, we hope to uh, connect with you again in a couple weeks or a month or so and give you another update. And maybe, who knows, maybe we'll have another surprise uh, guest in uh, the next time or the time after that. Um, until then, thank you for joining us and um, have a great week. And we hope to uh, connect with you again in a few weeks. Thank you. Thank you.